Greetings adventurers, welcome back to this, our 5th edition homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign set in the world of Vaibaba. My name is Mike and I'm your Dungeon Master, and as always I'm joined by Steve B as Logan, a human fighter, Steve C as Volta, a half-elf warlock, Dan as HK, a warforged barbarian, and Ben as Mugnef, a human bard ranger wizard. You can catch us live on Twitch every fortnight on a Tuesday, and catch up episodes via YouTube or the podcast. All links are in the description. And now, back to Baba. The party met with another warforged <laughs> by the name of Butler. And he was really annoying, wasn't he? Let's face it. I listened back to him today and I was like, this guy is super annoying. Um, I wish I never created him because, quite frankly, I want him to die. Um, His annoyance they, is almost surpassed by that magic man who ruined my life. The magic... Oh, yes. Yeah, he was, Yeah, I've created some really super annoying um, NPCs. But, yeah, this guy was really annoying. Uh, however, he did um, say he'd take you to meet his master uh, after supplying you with some fairly nice equipment there was a sword there were some guns uh, there was a an arm mounted grappling hook um, but yeah he took it to meet his master and uh, the master was a ginormous construct I think we said he's about um, nine feet tall so it's slightly bigger than HK um, shortly after taking to see him uh, Butler very quickly powered down and this large construct powered up and we entered combat. Um, we are still subject to uh, wild magic storms um, and as a, sub uh, as a consequence of that, HK is now permanently um, very vibrant blue, um, can only be uh, remedied with a remove curse. Uh, what else happened in that session? I mean, not a lot, because it, it was a big combat session. So um, Mugnef got battered, and he went down. The whole party, in fairness, got battered, but Mugnef went down. Um, and that's pretty much what we got to. Uh, we're at the top of a new round um, in initiative. So let me just reorganize my table here so that I can do what I need to do. So we had, at the top of the round, was uh, HK. Then it was Volta, uh, Mugnef, who's obviously down, then Logan. Um, the bot goes at 13, so he slots in, sorry, between uh, HK and Volta. Um, the machine itself was uh, self-repairing, which was obviously causing a huge amount of problems for the for the group, um, because no matter what they did to it, it seemed to just keep going and uh, and, and take it, really. Um, but that, yeah, so we're at the top of the a new round of initiative. Um, so we'll begin with HK. If you would like to uh, take mm. out your dice sir, and uh, prepare for more, um, you had, I believe. Now you you'd put yourself between the bot, uh, this this construct, and Butler. Uh, in the last episode, Butler, uh, the the construct that you were fighting. Um, was uh, take, it taking a turn? It turned to its right-hand side where Mugnef was, and that's where it. Uh, that's where we pretty much ended. It battered Mugnef there. Um, I think Logan took a turn. Well, he would have took a turn uh, because obviously um, 
your last initiative because we started at the top this time. Uh, the room itself, just a reminder, was a sort of diamond-shaped room. Uh, there were pillars. The pillars had uh, depictions of the gods um, upon them, most of them ruined. Uh, I think Logan identified that and, and showed you a, a figurine he'd stolen from the game's room um, uh, uh, to compare to these uh, these statues. So, um, yes, we will start top of the round. Um, HK, you are up first. Um, you're all within close combat with it. Uh, as I say, uh, Mugnev is down. Um, HK, Volta, Logan, you are in the room. You are there. Um, guessing battered, I'm afraid. Okay. Over to you, HK. Alright, looking at my character sheet, it seems like I've used almost everything I can do. <laughs> yeah, listening back to the episode for the for the editing, you had pretty well exhausted everything yeah. at this point. Um, I believe, just as a little reminder for you guys, that uh, you'd tried reasoning with it. It didn't like that because it, it very quickly turned against Logan and Mugnef, who had tried reasoning with it. Um, but it seemed to respond, I think, if I remember right. Not positively, <laughs> because I don't think anyone was successful in rolling a high enough number, but it seemed to mm. uh, pay attention to that reasoning, I yeah. suppose. That's the impression I got. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And to it to knock me out. So um, it is HK's go, and then we'll be the... Uh, the construct. I I guess I will hit it <laughs> <laughs> twice. Yeah, I hit twice. yeah. it I'm has a uh, high AC and it also used its. Um, let me see now. It had twenty hit points. I'm just rereading back through to make sure I'm correct on its AC because I know it had. Uh, an AC, our oh, block, there we are. Um, five to six charges for creature attacks. Okay, so its AC's reduced from it was in the last round because uh, each round it would have to do it. So new round, AC's back down to its original AC. Okay. I rolled, on my first hit, I rolled an 18. 18 just hits it, and I mean just hits it. Oh. Um, it was looking pretty good at this point. I mean, I say it was self-repairing uh, as you went along. Um, Strength. Oh, sorry, I've recently put my character sheet in a PDF, so I'm getting that's used okay. to that. <laughs> that's okay. Let's uh, say eight damage. Eight points of damage. No problem. So it goes down from there. Oh, sorry. Um, um, plus. Uh, 11. So, 11 damage. 11 damage in total, yep. That's fine. That's cool. Uh, okay, was that both attacks or was that just your first of two? One. Yep. Second one is. And that 20! Sweet. Yo -yo. So, you know what that means? Max damage plus your. Uh, plus your old damage. 21. 21 points of damage. Uh, significant damage um, to most, unfortunately, against this thing. <laughs> As we found in the last session, it's just taken it and taken it and taken it. Um, you probably dent it. It just sort of looks at you and... 
That, that bizarre noise it likes to make. Um, nope, nothing, unfortunately, that's going to really stop it. Uh, and it will turn to HK. You hit it, it will turn to you. It's its turn. Um, and it's going to... I've lost my dice tower, um, unfortunately, so I'm going to have to roll on the table. And hopefully, don't lose my dice. Because I am notorious for it. That is a 17. Uh, that oh, just no. hit. Oh. Uh, that just hits, okay. <laughs> if it just hits, then it definitely hits. <laughs> um, it's nice. lost 10 to hit you, so... Um, I seem to remember you were also fairly low on health. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, just done it, It's got its multi-attack, so it's, it's shield and it's slam, unfortunately. Uh, the first I'm one, raging, it, so it'll be halved. It's half. That's cool. Uh, I seem to remember something like that. That's cool. Um, so we are 3d12 with its shield. Let me just dig up my d12s. I might have to turn my light on because it's getting quite dark in this corner. Uh, what have we got there? One, two, three. But no, that's not a d12. Where is my d12? There's my d12. Cool. It would help if I actually organise this stuff beforehand. Um, that is a two. Uh, five is seven. And then 12, um, that is uh, 7, 8, 9, that's 19 points of damage, so dunk, 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 um, three slams of its shield, and then it's going to come in with that uh, that bludgeoning arm um, to have another go at you. Um, I believe I need to make another attack roll to make sure that one hits. That one would be impossible. I really need this dice tower back. Uh, that is a 7 plus... 12 to hit, so 18, 19 to hit. Uh, yep, that hits. Yeah, yep, that's cool. Um, and that one is also a d12 uh, of bashing damage with its arm. <clears throat> that is three. Uh, three is six. And a further three is nine points of damage from it, slamming you with its mace-type arm. Um, and it will take its reaction to block so uh at the end of its turn um next time it's so the football creature attacks yeah so next time anyone goes to attack it you'll see its shield will uh, enlarge and it will place it in front of itself i suppose similar to those um the big things out of uh, halo the big blue monsters that you have to shoot in the back of a shotgun um can't think what they're called now off the top of my head but never mind um okay so brutes uh, sorry brutes that's the ones, the brutes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, so we, big brutes, they are brutal. And I suppose this is very similar. In fact, I'll show you the picture later on. It does look a bit like a brute, to be fair. Um, so uh, we are over to Volta. Yeah, yeah. I can see that my party is getting a little bit hammered. Um, no pun intended. Um, so I'm going to try something a little bit radical. I'm going to cast Major Image on the room, overlaying everything with the image of the room as it was empty before he went in. Cool. I will allow that. You will, of course, have to do the um, the Wild Magic uh, roll for that one as well, as you're casting magic. But um, if you yeah, want to do your do spell... Oh! New shiny! For podcast listeners... Um, Captain Downface is showing us a very, very sexy D100. <laughs> oh, it's like amber coloured. <laughs> nice. Um, so, Volta, would you like to do your spell? Um, tell me if there's any saves or anything I need to do 
Uh, and then we'll do the wall no, magic search. It, it is literally just um, casting the image of the empty room over the top of whatever detritus of characters on the floor is in the room to, to create the feeling for the creature inside that the room is in fact now empty of us. We have ah. disappeared from sight, if you like. The illusion, I hope, will over layers. So it's major illusion. And um, I will also send out the thought through our thought rings of keep quiet. Do you know what? I was going to say let's do a deception roll, but major illusion, yeah, I'll give you that. You can do that. Uh, so let's see what the effects of wild magic is. So if I could get a D100 roll from you, please, sir. And we will see. Dan, do you want to roll it for me with your incredibly sexy D100? Let's get <laughs> yeah. Some Ooh, drum roll, guys. That's <laughs> a 45. 45 is... Oh, glorious. <laughs> <laughs> so at the same time that you cast this illusion, um, how does it work? Do you guys, like, to the creature, disappear? Yeah. We're still obviously from, there, but... We're still there, but the, the illusion is like a 20-foot cube of, yep. of, of empty room. And okay. things are all sort of grouped together in a bashing zone. Yep. And sort of overlaying the empty room image over the image of us, because that's what illusion does, doesn't it? It overlays the image of what's there with an image of something different. Well, um, at the time of doing that, um, you cast levitate on yourself at the same time and float <laughs> into the air. <laughs> Excellent. I, I love that anyway. It's very nice. That is the effect of the wild magic surge on your turn. So, yes, <laughs> the creature is stood there and we'll discover, obviously, in its turn what happens. Um, we are next over to Mugnef. Mugnef, we need your first death saving throw, please. Oh, what did I have to roll for that again? So that, that is a d20 straight, well, and then um, have... 10 or, well, 11, 11 to 20 is yes. um, yeah. is best. Anything below uh, 10 or less is uh, is a failure. A four. Oh. So unfortunately, Mugnef's first death saving throw is a failure. Mm. Um, Logan, over Ooh. to you. Logan just looks up at Walter and is like, hey man, you're finally going up in the world, eh? <laughs> Um, and he communicates through the rings real quick. Will this illusion break if we were to attack? Yeah, yeah. In that it case, I would like to attempt to stabilize Mugna. Do like a, a medicine kind of thing. Yeah, go go, go for a, uh, a medicine check, then and, uh, and you can go over and see what you can do about Mugna. No problem. All So we are doing the role of champions and I'm going to assume that I make his injuries worse with a three. <laughs> you don't make them worse, you just don't see, you know, you can't, just you can't poke around them. a little bit and don't get anywhere. Yeah, you, you kind of like, oh, there's some marks here and some marks there, maybe a bandage might do something, but yeah, unfortunately it's, uh, yeah. it's not going to be enough to stabilize him just yet. Um, it's a little beyond me, else? this guy's. Um, um, anyone else got any ideas? That's all. That's all he can do, friend. Anything else on your turn? That, that no, was... that's it for me. Nope. Okay. Um, then we come back around to HK. How long? Sorry. How long does the illusion last for, Corbs? Um, up to ten minutes. Up to ten minutes. So we got a fair old while of this. Then. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. It gives us a little bit of thinking time. It does give you some thinking time. Um, Possibly. Well, we'll stay in initiative and see what people do. Um, so, HK, over to you. Wait, what? There's still Walter's turn. No, no. You've just had your turn. Oh, were you just asking him about the spell? Sorry. I was asking. Yeah. I'm with you. Sorry, I thought you said it goes. I thought you were saying, okay, it's Walter's turn. Let's see how long it goes by. My bad. No, 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 no. Like, just ignore me. Most people do. It's fine. Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. <laughs> I have no healing item. Did you manage to stable Magnet? Sorry. No, he's no. unstable. Oh, he's unstable. He's unstable. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Uh, I had a horse um, that escaped once. He was unstable. Okay, I'll go over and I'll, um, I'll pull out the little different panels. <laughs> <laughs> Clear. Is <laughs> 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 it a medicine roll? Uh, 16. 16, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll let you stabilize him for 16. So your extensive knowledge of um, <laughs> of the human anatomy, uh, you managed to stabilize him somehow. Yeah. Whether you shock him or something with, as you say, with like a defib type, maybe a finger jab in his chest and... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, you stabilize him. Finger jab what now? Mugdeff, you are with us with one HP, but you are still prone. Um, oh, not again. <laughs> what did I, I... I missed something there, didn't I? You went... What did I miss? <laughs> yeah, just went, not, not again. <laughs> straight no, 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 straight away, um, Mulgan would communicate through the rings to him. It's like, be quiet, we're under an illusion. We're currently safe. Cool. No problem. Anything else from HK at all? Uh, I don't think there isn't. I can do anything else. Um, okay. No, I'll move over to be next to um, the the butler guy again. Cool. Um, it is the bot. I'm trying to think of what the bot might do. Uh, is there any way it can see through this corpse? Could it make a save or... Um, it says physical interaction with the image reveals it to be an illusion. So if something hits right. it, obviously that reveals it to be an illusion. If he tries to grab hold of something, but why would he try and grab hold of an empty room? Then it would reveal it. But there's no there's no save uh, or anything unless he sp specifically goes. I'm going to do an intelligence check. It was a it's a negative intelligence um, thing. So. Uh... I oh, know it wasn't. So yeah, so there is an intelligence. It can do an intelligence check to figure out what's going on. Yeah, right. I, I, last last time I said it was negative intelligence. But it's not. It's plus two intelligence. Um, just trying to think, what would it do? It's a sentry type, um, a sentry type uh, construct. So would it? If it can't perceive a threat in the room. I think it will make an intelligence check, a plus two intelligence check, and we'll see. Uh, do you want to do an opposed for DC? 
Um, it's just against. DC. It's just against my spell DC. Your spell DC, okay. Which is seventeen. Seventeen. Well, I will see what we get. Um, D twenty plus two for its intelligence. Uh, two plus two, four. Uh, so no, I think it. It's convinced that the threat is out of the room, and it returns to the throne and slumps down and seems to power down. Mm-hmm. So with that, I will take us out of initiative because it is satisfied. There is no threat at the moment. Um, give me two seconds. I'm just going to turn the light on because it's very, very dark in here. Um, although it doesn't appear so on my camera, it is very dark for my uh, eyes for writing and dice. Okay, while Mike can't hear us, we'll just say we're talking through the rings. Anyone got a plan about what to do? Well, I can I can move the illusion round with us a little bit. Uh, um, so we can move around the room as long as we're deathly quiet. That's not however, a for me, definitely not. However, running away may be an option. <laughs> I think that may be best at this point, unless anyone's got another idea. No others. I can make sounds other warehouse, uh, other places for, I guess, uh, distractions, possibly. You could potentially try that and see if we can get him out of there, and then we can have a little nosy. And if that doesn't work, we can get the fudge out of there. Is it like another ruin that he's got? He's guarding something, right? Potentially. Uh, Mr. DM, what do we see with regards to entrances and exits around this room? Um, well, just just to uh, answer what Dan said there, um, I believe in the last session that we said, um, or Butler had said, that it was there to protect the secrets of Melnorus, and that was his, his location and where he went. Um, obviously, that would be revealed via the teleportation circle which was on the floor um, which is what he seemed to be guarding Um, what I will say is um, yeah sorry there was um, the entrance and exit to this room was in the south part of the of of the shape the bottom part Um, and that would seem to be the only one you're on a raised up platform so it's like a it's like a room that's one level with a you know like a foot or two's raised platform towards the center there were pillars all down it which had statues of the various gods at play in this universe um etched into them or, or carved into them and then there was the throne on the top of this raised platform but to the back of it in the north section i suppose you call it and then the teleportation circles in the middle you can see there were like there were once elegant couches and dining type tables which were all um thrown aside and and scattered and ruined but the whole place as we said last session was ruined slightly it was although it had been upkept by butler it was very much it's been here a long time it's damp it's cold it's wet it's it's just ruined it um naturally uh that's what's in this room um Butler, however, um, will, you notice, start to power up with the uh, with the larger construct powered down. Just a, just a curiosity question a minute. Have we, did we see an image of uh, uh, Mel Norris? Oh. In the statues or the, the, the um, carved yeah. statues? Yeah. Um, no, not really. It was all just statues of various other gods. 
um, in this room. But they're all sort of like like everything else there in here. They're they're slightly ruined. Uh, a couple of them seem to be intact. Um, That's fine. Okay. Is is the teleportation circle close to us? The teleportation circle is right in the centre of this this room, basically, but it is um, damaged and ruined. Oh, just from the just from the scuffle on on the on top of it, basically, from you guys and this and this mech, um, it is it is slightly ruined, unfortunately. So you might be able to decipher some of the symbols, magical symbols um, attributed to it, uh, if you wanted to learn potentially some of that. Because um, I believe with teleportation circles, you can just sort of as long as you know. You know the, the the runes associated. You know where you're, or you can go with it, or you can at least use that to a bit like a Stargate, I suppose. You can, uh, they, you know, as long as you know the code, then uh, away you go. Um, but obviously, you need to know the spell to use a teleportation circle. Um, True. Don't. I see. Uh, Butler is powering up, though. Um, you can oh. see that the lights are coming back on and where he was slumped over before he's sort of becoming upright again. Um, and he will... I mean, tell me if it starts to break the illusion, but he, he sort of turns and looks at everybody. Muglef's probably getting up off the floor. You're still at one HP, um, so you're, you're still pretty wounded. Um, oh, that reminds me. I don't know what that do, because um, obviously Butler was out of it when I set up the illusion, but how do... It's whether it's actually create the image of an object. So whether the image is there, and anyone coming into the room would then see the image. So Butler's powering up should then see the image or not. I guess is well, your call. It just says you create an image of an object. It doesn't say whether or not people actually have to see it being. Yeah, I think because it's a sentry type um, device and it's it's powered down. It was convinced that the threat had left. Yeah, I was it's, on about but, Butler <laughs> seeing it. Because obviously he's come back up and whether or not he'd see it or whether he'd see the image is what I'm... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure of. I'm being, I'm being fair to you on this point. Um, I don't think he would, actually. I don't think he would see you because he's, um, he's come back into the room with the illusion there. Uh, you didn't include him in it because he wasn't there, so... I think he powers up and probably turns around and leaves. So you just hear the splish splash blosh as he went through the sort of more flooded passages. I'm going to do Q. Oh, so while he's doing that, I'm going to do your runes on me myself. Cool. I think then maybe you are all alone in this room with this construct which is powered down um, you will have just shy of the 10 minutes obviously of the illusion because uh, obviously it's 6 seconds around and all that stuff so just just shy of 10 minutes before the illusion fades through the, um, through the rings Logan will address the whole party and uh, say something along the lines of uh I think it's best if we keep to this method of communication, save waking that beastie up again, but is anyone better to equipped to have a good look around than me in this giant plate mail? Well, I can't move. I'm levitating, dear boy. 
Mugnath, how do you feel about having a sneak around? I can't, I'm levitating. You're not Mugnath. <laughs> oh, sorry, I couldn't hear that. Sorry, I, am semi, I am semi-listening, sorry. I'm um, just trying to figure out how the levitation lasts. Oh, it lasts as long as levitate lasts. I'm in rather large plate mail <laughs> with a giant lasts? sword, and this one here, 3PO over here, is giant metallic... <laughs> not exactly known for being quiet. I think you're the next best shout, Mugnath. Now I've got my thoughts together where I am. Let's do it. Okay. Um, Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. So we want to work that teleportation device, don't we? I'm talking into the ring, by the way. Um, uh, it's that right? not a device, but it's like a gateway, so if you can record the parts that you can see, we may be able to translate some of it later and just look around for anything that might give us clues to locations or yeah. that kind of thing. No problem, guys. I can get on to that. Uh, I will write that down uh, as well as reading it, uh, using, seeing if I can use my... Uh, translation uh, uh, comprehend languages if I can uh, you want to what comprehend language on the teleportation circle yeah it's it's not um, that it's a language it's it's a magical it's, it's a spell basically it's a spell. To, um, a teleportation circle is a spell I believe let me just I'm going to see if I can just very quickly find it in the um, handbook here this but is it's, purely it's down to a DM's call, because at the end of the day, something written down, whether it's a magical language or not, is a language. It's a DM's call. A language. One. It, yeah, but it's not a language, though, is it? It's uh... no, it's kind, of, it's kind of a grey area, kind of. I know what you mean. It's just, it's just uh, an address, a phone number, if you will. Um, teleportation circle. Uh, as you cast a spell, you draw a 10 foot diamond circle on the ground, scrub with sigils that link your location to a permanent teleportation circle of your choice, whose sigil sequence you know and that is on the same plane of existence as you. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So, I think that. Yeah, unless I think unless you know the spell, um, you're not gonna be able to to mm. know. I think you'd need to know the spell. Yeah, to, no problem. To be able to determine realistically what it's or where it's targeting. Um, mm. What I can say is, you could probably know as a magic user that uh, it says it has to be on the same plane of existence. No it's problem. not. It's not interplanar. It's not multiplanar. Sorry, it's it's, yeah. it's got to be on this plane. Yeah. Have you Which... got time to copy it? Have I? You have. Uh, you have spell, how long have we got? Sp- how fast can you write? I would say you can very hastily copy it down. I will. Um, but like I said, it, it's part ruined, so you'll get about 60 percent of it. Um, I don't enough. Think I'll start writing it. Um, we were trying to work out where Mount Norris was, weren't we, as well? So the mission here was... This was me honest. generally talking to the group as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, I'll, I'll tell you now, just because obviously it was previous two sessions ago, in fact, 
the point of being down here was to identify what happened to Malnorris, where he went, what had gone on down here. Um, because the last place he was ever seen was in this castle, and then it was sunk beneath the waves. The whole point of this was to just find out what his fate was, because obviously you want to know to be able to potentially locate him to help in the mm. in the potential battle against Narfiliac. So, how, how, high is the, how high is the ceiling in this room? Um, so we said it was uh, it was like it was built for giants. This place, so it's um, pretty high. It's pretty high. I can't remember if I gave a figure to it last time. I would say 20, 30 feet up. Yeah, well, I'm 20 feet up, so I'm wondering if yeah. I can reach the ceiling or not to pull myself along nearer to the exit. You know, I think yeah, I think I'd say I'd say at the upper limit, 30 feet. So yeah, you could you could reach up and I'd say you're up there somewhere. Does Walter have control of the levitate spell? You can't do anything when you levitate. You just it's simply up. But you um, can, so can't you move the target up to 20 feet in a direction as an action? No, I don't have control. I wouldn't think I have control of it. I think levitate um, is literally you just, you just float, float don't you? Yeah. Uh, no, you can change the target's altitude by up to 20 feet. So I can, if I'd cast it, I could change my altitude 20 foot down. But it's it's an effect rather than me casting it. I think I'm just stuck up there, which is why I was saying about monkey bar and get across the ceiling. Yeah. I would say it's about 30 feet to the ceiling. So you, if you're only 20 feet up, then yeah, you, you're going to struggle. But I mean, you could probably, I mean, there's pillars, so you could probably reach a nearby pillar and propel yourself forwards if you wanted to. Um, but I would say there's no reason why you can't grab hold of a pillar and sort of shunt yourself the opposite way and go down. Um, yeah. So you would just not have the effect. Might be like apparently. a cork in a bottle sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I was just wondering because having knowing that I can cast levitate myself, I know that levitate lasts ten minutes, which coincidentally is as long as the illusion lasts. So it could well be that I come down and the illusion ends at the very same moment in time. <coughs> Well, oh, I mean, there's always, there's always I, I there. you could always... I could put a cloud up, guys. Oh, so you could always toss I a rope down and they could pull you like a balloon. Oh, was, I, was, I, was, I was thinking something similar myself, but I thought yeah. I would first see if I could reach the ceiling. It's always worth an ask because, you know... Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, an axe at you, that might bring you down. Yeah. I'm going to just... Yes, yeah, so right. possibly just try to walk, wander around trying to find... Any sign of Menorus, whether it's a statue, a book, a writing, whatever footprint. Well, give me, um, give me an investigation roll, please, Magnaf. Yeah, uh, let's find the right guys. Uh, ooh. uh, twelve. Modified, unmodified, and uh, uh, that's modified. Um. You start sort of wandering about and looking at the various pillars with these um, sort of statues carved into them. Uh, you don't find anything that resembles the um, figurette of, of Malnorus from the games room. Um, you do see, you know, other figures which are very similar. You come across uh, uh, to other ones, sorry, that you you saw, but you do come across um, you do come across a figure which is a bearded man, quite tall, quite slender. Long hair, beard, um, 
and it appears to be um, emanating a dull light, a faint light. I'm just going to see if there's anything else I can give you on this description there a moment from uh, from a picture, which he has a deep voice. <laughs> quite conveniently, the picture is not loading, so I can't tell you any more about his appearance other than what I've just told you. He is robed. He's wearing a robe, like a, a, a long robe, I suppose. Oh my god, it's a blind, like... blessed bathtub plushie. Mm. <laughs> this one's got a light in it, uh, gents. I don't know if this is important. But I it's don't know like, what is it. It's just like a gentle pulsing light. Just very, very faint, very gentle just... pulsing. Oh, is it on the whole thing or just like just, one that just... Just from the figure. But as you look at it, it's quite strong. It's like you can't quite look at it directly. You have to sort of look either side of it. You can't look into it. Oh. Can any of you there at this in front of me? Because I'm struggling. I, I can't keep contact with it with my eyes. Can we? Can any of us look at it direct? So as he um, draws attention to it and you all sort of go to look at it uh, no you it's it's like looking at the sun and everyone's just like oh you know pulling a face and shrugging away from it like you can you can look around it and the figure seems to be getting brighter and brighter and brighter oh until God, the room, guys i don't like this the room is filled with intense light complete light but you feel at ease you feel um you feel so like overwhelmed by it um not negatively it's a real positive energy that seems to be coming from this light and then before you the light dies down before you in front of this this pillar is a man uh whitey gold hair quite long a beard long straight beard gray white and a white robe um, and he has uh, like an emblem on his on his um, on his robe of a sun. Greetings. Good Hello. to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. I came here because I understood that you were in some bother. That thing over there. Pointing over my shoulder to the uh, the sheet <laughs> thing, for starters. Ah, uh, the sheet. The uh, what did I get sheet from? The I don't know. master. That 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 thing on the seat. And he looks past you at the at the construct. Oh yeah. yes. It was slightly uh, frustrating. To say he wasn't was here the last time I was here, and that was some time ago. Oh. And. If I had my notes with me, I could have probably guessed the name, but... Uh... Is this your hall, Melnorus? Melnorus, no. No, I am not Melnorus. My name is Gandalf. Gandalf the White. No, it's not. No. <laughs> oh, I my am... God. <laughs> have you come through fire and stone <laughs> to bandy words with all of it? 
<laughs> it used to be my name, though I don't belong to it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I have no memory of this place. I am not Melora's, no. I'm trying to find my notes from her. No, my name is, is Pallor, the Lord of Light. And this, and he turns and looks at the pillar behind him, was my statue. You're in the Hall of the Gods here. And this is our meeting point for where we would come and hold council with Melnorus. How we would help guide the peoples of this world. Unfortunately, it was lost long, long ago. You can probably tell from the state of the place. Well, we found it. It's in the bottom of a lake. The bottom of a lake, you say? Hmm. It wasn't the last time I was here. It was above a lake, but never mind. Things move on. Now, I, I sensed you were in great danger, so I came to assist you. However, I fear that uh, I, I, I'm either too late, or perhaps you've already dealt with the problem. So, please do tell me if there's anything I can do to assist you, but I could possibly share some information with you if I, if I know of it. Oh, well, that's anybody else's... If we are seeking the whereabouts of Melnorus, we must um, find him. It is our beholden duty. Hmm. To find Melnorus, well, that shouldn't be too difficult of a task. He's on the same plane as you, he's just in a different place. A different place entirely, a place he's been for a long, long time. How would we find him? Well, it's not too difficult, but... Well, I suppose it is difficult if you can't get off this this world that you inhabit, the Baba, I believe it's called. But he's somewhere out there in the... in the vastness of space. He, uh, he controls his own empire. Would you be able to help us get to him? Oh, heavens, no. I, I don't have the ability to transport you across space and time. Time is my one of my many tricks, you see, but I can't manipulate it to transport you, unfortunately. That, unfortunately, is a puzzle you'll have to solve for yourself, but I could offer you information on various aspects of your past, if you wish. Well, presuming you, you said you couldn't get us there, you, I presume you know where there is and where he is. Well, you are currently in the seat of his power. This is the main hub of where he would like to be, I can tell you that much. Clearly, he's not here anymore. He's somewhere out there, as I say, in the vastness of space, but uh, I, I do not know an exact location, but he has a vast empire beyond this world and one that you could very easily find and, and, uh, and learn more about. Have you heard of the artifacts of Menorus that could be used to summon his presence? I am heard... fully aware of the artifacts of Melnorus. I sense they are here now, amongst you. If we hold two of the artifacts, we seek the third. The third? Well, you have, I believe, let me think now, there was the hammer, and his armor, I believe, were entrusted to the various peoples of this world. 
And those combined with, uh, now what was her name? There was a, there was a celestial being known as, uh, oh, Boroloff. I believe with Boroloff you could, there was a ritual that could be cast to summon him. And he looks to the teleportation circle on the floor. I believe it would have activated that circle there. But without Boroloff, then uh, unfortunately you won't get very far. Because she was the only one that knew the the exact uh, glyphs that were required to activate the circle, you see. Boroloff is sadly no more. Well, that is unfortunate news. I'm afraid that without her... I believe. You will not get the sequence correct. You could find people, I'm sure, so- who who could activate various teleportation circles, and you may, through some luck, get the right glyphs, but only she knew the correct sequence. Noble Pelor, you said that time was one of the things you could... That's the angle I were going for then. Control. (laughs) I am the Lord of Light, and I am a patron of time. Could... If you could turn back time, that would be handy, because... Is there any way you can manipulate time? Yeah. I'm afraid the manipulation of time is a dangerous subject and one that I am not willing to engage in. Uh, Thank you for at least uh, entertaining the notion for us. It was the only way I could think of to return Barloff to the... uh... To mess with the universe in such a way and return someone to life. Someone who has long since passed, that is a dangerous, dangerous subject. Is there a way that you could allow us to commune with those who have departed this world? Unfortunately, that is not within my power. I have no powers over the dead. There are those in your world that do, however, have the power to enable you to commune with those who have passed, and depending on time, you may still find a way to communicate. Do you do you have any idea who and where? Sadly, I do not know who on the world here may possess such a power. I'm trying to think back because you... Oh no, it's a long time. In fact... I think the only person here that was available at, or in the game at that time was Steve, Mr. Brandt, right at the beginning. Well, then that knowledge is indeed lost. That knowledge, well, that yeah. knowledge was yeah, taken with Leaf, and I know the woman of the <laughs> yeah. Uh, tower. Yeah. I forget yeah, her name that now without looking back, but yeah, that's long, Very long knowledge. Time ago. Um, that's knowledge you'd probably have to relearn um, as characters, I'm afraid. Uh, but he says, yeah, no, no, unfortunately, I do not possess the powers to communicate with the dead. I am sorry. I do have many powers. Sadly, I have used an awful lot of my power to come here and communicate with you now. Perhaps in time, I will return from here to my normal place of existence. As my powers regrow and recuperate, then perhaps we can commune and there will be ways that I can 
help you further. Out of curiosity. Sorry. Go on. Do Out of curiosity. You... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, who's, no. who's talking? Go on. Mugnuff, go, go on. on. <laughs> uh, out of curiosity, if you ever had a meeting here, how was it organised? How would you call everybody here? Teams. Teams. <laughs> <laughs> it's the godly WhatsApp group. <laughs> um, Mal Norris uh, would uh, would summon us. After all, we are beings created by himself and Narfiliac, and he had the power to summon us whenever he deemed it necessary, and to this very hall. And out of curiosity, how would he do that? Would he know? I believe he would go about the statues and just a touch would summon us. And for, obviously you haven't touched the statue to summon me here. I came of my own accord because I believed that you were in trouble. And it is my place in the universe to help those in trouble. And particularly while you were here in this place, it was a very strong calling which urged me to come here. I have two questions for you, Pello. First, would you have any way to get a message to Malnorus? Even if you can only manipulate time to perhaps leave a message where he might have been and seen it, or might be in the future? I could certainly attempt to send him a message. I may not appear to him in person, but I could certainly send him something. Excellent. Okay, we will discuss it in a moment. And the other question... I forgot what it was. But it Don't worry. was very wise. It's not every day that people meet a god. Oh, I understand. sorry. I was a little starstruck. What it is, is you came to us in this moment as you are help and protectors of those who need it that is part of my role in the universe yes would we be a Narfiliac um, and he'll go into the story of Narfiliac basically bringing war on earth kind of thing in our time of need is there a way we could get your assistance my assistance is very limited unfortunately I cannot simply summon an army if that's what you're talking about no but, but I surely with your expansive knowledge you may be able to help us in other ways do you know of any powerful items or weapons we could wield in your name I believe you're already wielding a powerful weapon yeah I am no, uh, I, I do not immediately know of any, but my time here has all but come to an end, I'm afraid. I must depart. Very quickly, Powers what of... message are we asking, guys? I am not the strong thinker of this party. <laughs> my intelligence is minus one. He holds up a hand. Is Do not worry. Time is always on our side. Remember, I was... One of the many things which I keep is time. He has a you very good keep... watch. I sense among you there is nobody who particularly is a worshipper of, of mine. That is okay. There are many clerics who and churches dedicated to my worship. However, 
I will gift you this one thing. It will enable you to commune with me, but you must be at one of the temples of Pelor and able to do so. And perhaps the clerics there, or paladins, or whoever it is that worships me, the priesthood, they will be able to assist you further. And he, um, so he sort of waves his hand in this, uh, what looks a bit like, um, like a like a, a pocket watch type thing. It's like a it's like a, a golden metallic square with a round um, sort of orby type thing in the middle. But the orb itself looks like uh, it contains a living galaxy or a universe of its own. Uh, wow. And he, and he passes it across and it sort of floats um, and it just floats across the room and any of you can can take it um, from and sort of pluck it out of the air you may commune with me or offer me prayer via this device at any of the temples dedicated to my worship this will enable you to communicate directly I may of course communicate via prayer to my followers but this is a direct way of communicating with me and with that he sort of the image and the light shrinks in the room and he goes back and disappears the light disappears back into the statue um, and I'm going to say what we'll do is take a quick five minute break for drinks as it's half past nine and then we'll go on to the second half of this game cool <laughs>